You are now entering the Bloodless. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. Hi there. (laughs) You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other host, uh, Jason T. Gaffney. You sounded unsure. (laughs) I was trying to speak, and my tongue is all sorts of tired. And I asked you if you wanted water, and you don't. No, no, I'm not dry, it's just tired. Okay. It's plenty moist. Why? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) There's an image. Um, (laughs) Why are you tired? Why am I tired? Because last night I was up until around 2... Mm-hmm. Because uh, we were, me and my cousin Jack, who is helping me finish up the post-production of Analysis Paralysis, we reached picture lock. Yeah. Wow. And now what, for, for people who don't know the industry, for people who aren't in the know, uh, <laughs> what is picture lock? Picture lock is when uh, you've reached the edit of choice. Mm-hmm. For the final edit of the movie that the audience will see, so that's a good moment in editing. This is a I would great expect. moment. It's been months since we finished uh, production, which yep. is when you're actually filming it, right? And, and everyone's on set. And uh, I mean, we we finished. We got to picture lock at a record pace compared really? to other uh, films. That's awesome. It, t- it can take some films years to reach picture lock. Sure. Which sure. is great. I mean, that's why you'll see an actor and actress suddenly have five films all at once, right? Because Two films will be indie films that take forever to get finished because they have low funding. Oh. Three films will be blockbuster hits and they get done within the year. And it's just kind of all of a sudden they've got film five films. Boom, boom, boom. Just a, what a crazy industry. I know. Yeah. But congratulations. Thank you. So what is, what, what's left to do between now and releasing it? Uh, what's left is to... Uh, there's two pieces of music that mm-hmm. need to be written for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we need to have the... The sound mixed. Okay. So basically just leveled out. Sure. Uh, I have to do a little bit of color correction, which mm-hmm. is just tweaking some of the colors, making sure the shots match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to punch in, which is something I learned about where you, because we film in such high resolution, mm-hmm. you can kind of crop out some of it and it still looks the same high quality. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're honing in on it there. Yeah, we're at the, we're, we're at it. the final sprint. That's fantastic. Which is great. That is very, very exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, this, this podcast is not about that. No. Although we're excited for you and I'm sorry you're tired. It, I'm, I mean, it's a happy tired. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's and a great I feeling. And I get weird when I'm tired, so this should be a great day. And I'm really excited about this, uh, this movie, you know, coming out cause I'm, you know, in it. So yeah. for those of you that, uh, haven't had the pleasure of seeing Kevin Held act, uh, you are in for a treat. Oh God, he is fantastic. He is. He, I mean, it's. I'm not shy about considering him one of the best actors out there. Whoa. So whoa, that's 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 a little crazy. You gotta you watch watch yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You got you watch it. I mean, thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. I I, I can't possibly agree because watching myself on screen makes me very uncomfortable. I yeah, it's a uh, it's. It was funny watching you watch yourself on screen because Good. I was super proud fun. with your performance. No, I wasn't having fun. I was terrified that you hated it and then you hated the film. It's just so weird looking at myself on screen. It's just weird. It's it's like it's weird hearing myself when we when we you know yeah when we listen to the finished podcast. It's weird. 
but it's fine. Yeah. You know, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, congratulations. That's that's exciting. Thank you. A lot of good news coming up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking of good news, uh, we're on the bright side. And on the bright side with Kevin and Jason, what we're going to do is look at some tragic episode of history. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out what good uh, came out of that situation, right? Because we're... You know, there's plenty of bad news, so you can find out plenty of that, no problem. I'm sure you 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 have plenty of uh, resources for that. But we don't do that here. We, we what we do is we do the good news. All right, we're gonna find out what good we can take. Now, yeah. Jason T. Gaffney sitting on my right. You have no idea where we're sitting, but he's sitting on my right. Um, has done some research about all this, the information that we're about to talk about today. I don't know what it is yet, but we'll find out. Uh, but since he's done so much research and he's put together this entire thing today, uh, my little contribution is called The Bright Spot. Every week we're going to look at something that's happening in the news right now, and we're going to see a good news story, okay? And I've noticed, I've noticed because my husband told me straight out, that uh, the the past few bright spots have been a lot of schadenfreude. Okay. You know, which which, you know... It's a very human emotion, and it's not something that I, I'm, I'm upset about, necessarily. I, I love watching people fall down. I do, too. I literally will Google videos mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube for hours. I work at a restaurant, and my favorite sound is glass breaking. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> like, if I don't break, if it's not falling out of my hand or off my tray, it's my favorite thing in the world. My, my father-in-law, yeah. um, uh, he was at a restaurant with his girlfriend, and it was really quiet, and he said to her, it's really quiet in here, and... Like, on cue, a waiter dropped an entire tray of glasses, yeah. and it just shattered yeah. everywhere, and it's it just screaming of every people. <laughs> it was like, it's really quiet here. It's a, it's a fantastic sound, and I think we can all agree on that as humans, right? Yeah. Okay, so schadenfreude is real, and it's a joy. Yeah. But uh, today, I'm gonna, I'm, we're just talking about something that's just feel good. Great. Just feel good. I'm... All right? No, no person was harmed in the making of this bright spot, okay? Okay. Uh... This happened earlier this month in uh, in Lamarck, Texas. Now you've been pretty freaking down on Texas lately, all right? So I found some good news from goddamn Texas, okay? Great. Because Texas is great. Um, there was a waitress, okay, at a Waffle House in Lamarck, Texas. And she dropped a her glass. Na- no, well, she probably has. Yes, actually, she probably has. But this is not that. <laughs> what if that was the whole thing? <laughs> and she dropped a whole tray of glasses, and she was fired. <laughs> And there's your bright spot. Yeah. Well done. No, her name is Ivani Williams. Okay. She's known as Noni. And she was, uh, there was an elderly man at the counter at the Waffle House where she works. Okay. And he was having, he'd been in the hospital and his hands don't work very well. He's on oxygen. Okay. And she just started cutting his food for him. This is a really normal act of kindness, right? Yeah. Somebody took a picture of it. It went viral. And people from, uh... A Texas University, Southern Texas Southern University, saw it. They found out that she was working at the Waffle House to put herself through college, and she now has a sixteen thousand dollar scholarship to Texas Southern University. What? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? That she can use in four thousand dollar increments per semester. She That's can use four thousand per semester. So, because of a simple act of kindness that got noticed. Yeah. She's got $16,000 for college, which is the reason that she's working at that place in the first place. And she was just kind to somebody, and it got noticed. I love that. And that is a bright spot, and I think that that is wonderful. It's just wonderful. Yeah. You know, I don't... And, and you know, make fun of that, my husband. Well, and... <laughs> 
my husband, my husband Nick has been so down on me for how like how like mean I've been in the bright spots lately. With uh, but I don't like people. <laughs> there are so many people I don't like, and well, they've been and they get punished sometimes. Speaking of people I don't like, oh yeah, I wait. We were uh, speaking of my husband. No, I love your husband. Okay, good. But speaking of people I don't like, and and Texas, and how down I've been on Texas, Oy. I created a list. Uh-huh. Because I was, I was feeling like, you know what? I haven't necessarily been fair to Texans. So I created a list of ten bright sides that I found to Texans. You're kidding. Yes. So Tell I'm me we're doing them. one of those today. We're going to do all ten. <gasps> what? Ten? Well, no, no. I'm just reading this list. And there's a different bright side. But oh, this is, oh. So oh. The, ten bright sides <laughs> to Texas. Uh, wait but, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so if the, if the premise of the show is we look at tragedy and find the bright side... You're looking at the bright side of Texas, so the assumed tragedy is Texas, is the tragedy. Correct. You're still offending me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not improving. So, Go ahead. What are it, the ten good things about Texas? Better than nothing. <laughs> uh, chili con carne okay. comes from Texas. Does it? It was originated in Texas, okay. and I love that. Okay. Uh, Beyonce is from Texas. Houston, in fact. And I love Beyonce. Well, yeah, who doesn't? Um, good point. Liquid paper or whiteout was invented in Texas. Um, we have... You're a millennial. How do you even know about whiteout? What do you mean? How do I even? I used to use it all the time. Don't you? Haven't you never used anything to write on that was a surf a, a paper surface? I was born before the internet. Well, okay. <laughs> I, uh, Six Flags. Yeah. Is from Texas. Actually, do you know why it's called Six Flags? Because six different flags have flown over the state of Texas. That's right. What are they? Uh, the Texas flag, the United States, Mexico, Confederate. Uh, native tribes. No. France. Oh. Uh, and something else. Well, we're, we're just educating everyone. Spain. Oh. Spain. Spain. That's it. There we go. Um. You're welcome. History. (laughs) NASA is from Texas. Actually, yes. And I love NASA. Science is good. Yeah. Well, Johnson Space Center is from Texas. Cape Canaveral isn't. All right. Well, it's, and they have they have facilities all I over. I did a lot of research. Like the JPL. I was struggling. In California. Okay, I was struggling to find ten things. So. Oh my god! <laughs> there were up until NASA, there were nine things that were good about Texas <laughs> until you thought of NASA. Well, here's where it gets fun. Well, Houston, we have a problem. It's Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Texas has cowboys. Sure. One of my favorite <clears throat> things that I fetishize is cowboys. Oh wow! So I didn't know that. The other thing is cowboy boots are from Texas. This is separate from cowboys. Cowboy hats are from Texas. Are you kidding? These are lists. These are parts of your list. So you had five things. Like you're really padding this list. Chaps are from Texas. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that anyone is like. Gosh, thanks for noticing Texas. Chaps. I love chaps. Are you kidding? There's so much you can do with us. Oh, chaps. Also, also, thank you for saying that because it's one of my small missions in life to get people to stop saying assless chaps. All chaps are assless. Otherwise, they'd be pants. That's what Matt and I talked about the other day. He was like, wait, so are those assless chaps? And I was like, yeah, all chaps are assless. That's right. And he's like, well, they're gr- groinless it? too. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's just fun. Okay. But I mean, I guess it's a fun word, I suppose. Yeah. He was wearing assless but it's, chaps. It's redundant is all I'm saying. Well, it's like ATM machine. Well, yeah. That's Automated also teller machine machine. What's your pin number? Personal identification number number. Number number. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. So stop saying assless chaps, everybody. Left and, and right. Yeah. And uh, steaks come from Texas. And I love steaks. Okay, shut up. Let's get to the real thing. Okay. <laughs> hey, let's steaks. I went out of my way steaks. and spent at least three You never three even mentioned hours. oil. I don't like oil. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go green. <laughs> okay. All right. Good point. That's yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. A bright side. That's it's ruining our environment. All right. Fair. <laughs> well, gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody who who was angry at you for your your anti Texanness is is now better with you now. Uh, Beyonce. Yeah, that kind of makes up for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well done. Uh, all right, so uh, that was that, but that was whatever that was. That was a new segment we're calling <laughs> Jason's an asshole. Never doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but now we're going to get into the meat of the show. Uh, we're going to find out which tragedy we're visiting today. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about yet, but I'm about to. Uh, Jason, tell me, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, the 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 FBI director guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, the well, the original FBI director guy. He, oh, the first, and longest serving, right? Wasn't yeah. he there for forever? He was there for, like, decades. Okay. And yeah. and I, I like this, because because usually we talk about tragedies, but this is a person, so we're going into person as tragedy. Now. Yes. I like it. Okay, this, that's fine. And this person is a tragedy. Oh, I've known some tragedies. As, <laughs> I've known some personal tragedies. There's personal tragedies, but then there's persons who are tragedies. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good time. Too. I've experienced okay. I've experienced my fair share of those. I'm, people. I'm sure you have. Yeah. I'm sure you have. Uh, All right. Well, tell me about uh, J. Edgar Hoover. All right. So J. Edgar Hoover was mm-hmm. born uh, as a baby on okay. uh, January first, <laughs> nine, uh, eighteen ninety-five. I appreciate the detail. Yeah, thank he you. Was, he was a baby. Okay. He was not born full grown. His name was John Edgar Hoover. I've known some J. Dot people, like kind of a lot of J. Dot people. Right. But their name, their first names were always embarrassing, like Jerome or or Jebediah. Know. Yeah, or, uh, uh, but John. Why would you want to like Jehovah. shorten John? My name's Jehovah. <laughs> I would definitely go with the initial. <laughs> if your name is Jehovah, yes, witness me. <laughs> uh, so, as you know, J. Edgar Hoover mm-hmm. was uh, the first FBI director serving for thirty-six years. Thirty-six years. Three hundred and six days. So almost. 37, 37 yeah. years. Sure. Um, from July 1st, 1935 until May 2nd, 1972, when he died God. Uh, from a heart attack. And he's the like only... in his office, probably. No, I, I did read somewhere... Ripping that... the sides <laughs> of the desk. You'll never take me, you commies. <laughs> You'll never take me alive, you gays. They've left, they've left the claw marks. I know. Yeah, it's part of the FBI tour. One of the FBI people left something of his there to remind him what not to do. Are we going to talk about we that? We will be talking about that. Excellent. It's right now exciting. it's just foreshadowing. So he's the only FBI director to ever have died while in office. Okay. The rest have either been uh, dismissed or have resigned or finished their tenure. Right. Summarily fired by the president. Right. He was also the fifth and final director of the Bureau of Investigation, which was the pre-FBI. Oh. So he was the beginning. Before they went federal. Yeah. Then they were just like, we're just bye. the Bureau. We're, they were bi. They were bi. <laughs> they hadn't... Figured out their preference. We're from bi. I love my bisexual friends. Uh, Okay, so... I half love mine. (laughs) Sorry. So back in his childhood, his parents were both uh, civil servants Mm -hmm. who worked in the U.S. government. Okay. His parents were uh, Dickerson Naylor Hoover. What? Dickerson Naylor Hoover. That's a person? That's what it said. first name Dickerson? Dickerson. All right. He better Dickerson. Dick. I think he went by Dick a lot. (laughs) He probably went by D. Mm -hmm. He was the D. D. Yes, exactly. D Naylor Hoover. (laughs) (laughs) Because Naylor's better. D N Hoover. You know, I appreciate a good D Naylor sometimes. Oh, yeah. Dickerson Naylor. Yeah. Um, And Annie Marie Shout. 
That's okay. Shetland. Shetland, I Shetland. think, is what we're looking at. Shite. Annie Marie Shetland Hoover. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I'm getting. I'm starting to get the initials now. Okay. Why the use of initials in the family. But here's the thing. He covers up John. Yeah, no. Like the it's, most it's normal no man. Yeah. <laughs> they lived only three blocks away from Capitol Hill. And, and Hoover apparently had a much closer relationship with his mom, who was, like, the fami- family's ethical leader and, oh. like, disciplinarian. Okay. So, like, I guess, like, you want to keep your enemies close, right? I, like, if she's going to slap you, you want to be on a good side. That's true, actually. So. Yes, you definitely do. <laughs> so he actually lived in that house with his mom mm-hmm. until she died in 1938. Um, he was 43. Oh, so, oh. He lived at home with his mom until he was 43. Basically. Well... I bet she could cook. That or he was into getting slapped around, I guess. And and, and so that was in 1938, and then he dressed her skeleton up for years <laughs> after that and opened a hotel. Uh, weekend at Bernie's with <laughs> no, Mom. the psycho. <laughs> <laughs> so he, when he was in school, he had a stutter, which uh, he figured out how to overcome by talking really fast. Really? Like, apparently, if you talk really fast, you can overcome your stutter. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought that oh. stuttering kept you from talking fast. I thought so, too. So... I know singing. Singing helps with Yeah, stutters. you can sing. Yeah, people who stutter uh, often get help, like, can say what they're trying to say if they sing it. That's really cool. Yeah. So, he was super competitive, and he wanted a job in the government, because his parents were in the government. So, okay. he's like, I want to be like mom and dad. Well, he, he you know, accomplished that. Oh, he did. So, politics were, like, his main goal, but it mm-hmm. kind of shifted to law enforcement. So, mm-hmm. he was, like, political law enforcement. Um, Ooh. I, I read, like, conflicting views I mean, in all the articles. I, I feel like that's, like, a terrifying phrase, political law enforcement. Oh, But totally. it's actually just exactly what the FBI does. Yeah. <laughs> and really? the CIA. Yeah, and, right, sure. And, uh... The Secret Service. Yeah, yeah, true. So he wanted to work in Washington, D.C. and be in politics. That's, okay. like, goal. Um, so he joined the debate team. Ah, uh, yes. And, did uh, you do debate? I did. I, well, I did speech. I didn't do debate. I did speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a, a public speech in cla- uh, class. Public in... speech in class. <laughs> it, 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 it worked. <laughs> I took to it real quick, Real y'all. good, yeah. <laughs> I talk in public pretty good. <laughs> so... Uh, his topics that got him kind of fame and notoriety mm-hmm. in the school mm-hmm. was um, the arguments against women having the right to vote, okay, and uh, against abolishing the death penalty, okay. So that, that would that, and the newspaper was like cheered him on for his cool, relentless logic. His quick talking helped him overcome his stutter, okay, and helped him become a debate all star. It did not help him with the ladies. I'm no, feeling. it did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, apparently, his his speech speed. Mm-hmm. Got to a point where stenographers couldn't keep up with him. Wow. He's, like, getting interviewed on the record, mm-hmm. and the people recording him for the record are like, ah. He's like, real quick. Yeah. I don't even know why I don't like him yet, but I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> so his first job was a messenger in the orders department uh, in the Library of Congress. Okay. He's 18. Okay. Uh, and he claims the job helped to create him as a man and, and uh, to create the FBI profiles. Really? That he did. Uh, he wrote in a letter the quote, This job trained me in the value of collating material. It gave me an excellent foundation for my work in the FBI where it has been necessary to collate information and evidence. Okay. And I quote. mean, sure. You know. He's into collating. I was also an errand boy. It, yeah, it made my life too. <laughs> yes. It's just the best thing you, you can do. Actually, the, the, the job that was probably most formative in my life was as a janitor at an Elks Lodge. Were you really? I really was. From like six in the morning to nine in the morning. That's How old a, were that's you? That's a whole story. I was like twenty-four. And wh- and where was it? San Luis Obispo. Was it a fun job? 
No, but it did teach me how to show up for things. Okay. Yeah. That's good. It actually was a good job. That's good. It was a terrible job, but it was good for me. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Cleaning uh, cleaning some toilets. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. But I, I've done I'm, it. I'm not above it. I avoid cleaning my own toilets. Oh, no. We pay uh... for someone to do it now. <laughs> 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 but I know how. Anyway. So, uh, after his... Uh, he eventually got a Bachelor of Laws... Uh, in 1916 from the George Washington University Law School. Okay. I guess that's a, like a JD I or guess. something. That's a and then, law degree. Yeah. And then okay. later he got an LLM uh, in 1917, basically a Master of Laws. All right. So he's a lawyer. Yeah. All right. Uh, he was also in a frat. Okay. Um, but he went to these classes at night. So he's at like night school, but he's in a frat. That's weird. I know. He's in a, he's in a frat, but at night school. I mean, well, I think yeah, I know why he was in, in a, a frat. A, well, because... Oh. Yeah, thank you, sir. May More foreshadowing. Another, oh, yeah. Yes. So he was in the frat just for the hazing. Yeah, he would keep pledging every year. <laughs> <laughs> He'd talk really fast, and they'd get really confused. Uh, be like, Jay Edgar, we need you to say something other than "please, sir." Can I have another? But he just says it really quick. And Please, sir, can I have another? <laughs> They're like, my arm can't take it. You're going to. Please, sir, can I have another? <laughs> Pow. <laughs> um, so during. Please, sir, can I have another? <laughs> During this time at school, he became intrigued by Anthony Comstock, mm. who was the New York City U.S. Postal Inspector. Well, he sounds intriguing to me. I mean, his name is Comstock. He's a, he inspects the post. <laughs> Which post? I've got a post for you to inspect. I've got a post, too. <laughs> the big post. Girthy. Um, for those who don't know who Anthony Comstock is, he, he was, was the a- New York City U.S. <laughs> postal Inspector. <laughs> Because <laughs> you just said so. He was also a politician oh. who enjoyed more Victorian ideals. He enjoyed more Victorian <laughs> ideals. Okay. So he led cam- a campaign to block anything that he considered naughty or salacious. Mm. <laughs> so so he actually had to change it. Frat hazing. <laughs> he, he, he said, I'm, I'm the male inspector now because people are having too much fun with the word post. Yeah. <laughs> So he just inspects and then all the mail. Exactly. Yes, I'll, I have an I have a mail for you to inspect. It's me. <laughs> he said, "Okay, I'm going to be the package inspector." <laughs> no. <laughs> so such examples of what the man didn't like were fraudulence, prostitution, mm-hmm. pornography, and birth control. Oh man, it, uh, Hoover is just all into this. He loves this guy and stuff. So mm-hmm. right after he got his degree, he was hired into the Justice Department. In the War Emergency Division. Wow. Uh, the job gave him $990 a year, which is about $19,000 nowadays a year. Oh, that's but kind of worked, poverty line. Yeah, yeah, but it worked more back then. Like you got more out of that last when you lived. You could make your dollar holler. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he also lived at home with his mom and not oh, paying for true. anything. So. Yeah. And in addition, the job made him exempt from being drafted during the war. Oh, Hoover's like Trump, y'all. Oh, he's a draft dodger. What, what? what is it? What did What did Tammy Duckworth call him? Cadet Bone Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, it's true. Also true. Yeah. So Hoover, because Hoover was had an amazing amazing work ethic mm-hmm. uh, in the War Emergency Division. Collating, he collated the shit out of the War Emergency <laughs> Division. Well, and he was also allowed to find, arrest, and jail disloyal foreigners without a trial. Hello. Uh, and, really? Yeah. For $990 a year? Yeah. Shit. Uh, and because... That feels like it's just a work of, of passion at that point. I know. <laughs> You're like not you jailing think. foreigners yeah. for the money. <laughs> You're doing it because you really I'm want to. I'm doing it for the love. Uh, 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 <laughs> why, why are you arresting Papa? <laughs> because I want to, dear. It's my passion. Yes. <laughs> Um, and because of his conservative attitude, he was noticed by then Attorney General A. 
Mitchell Palmer, another initial. Everyone with their initials. Wow. Um, who would appoint Hoover to lead the General Intelligence Division, the GID, which was an arm of the government for gathering information on radical groups. Oh, dear. This is his uh, his beginning. Oh, dear. Uh, this led to the first Red Scare. Oh, my God. I didn't know God. we had two of them. We had Wait, two. There what? were two different Red Scares. Really? Yeah. Oh, the first one was, what, more of a Crimson Scare. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I went to a very weird place with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the crimson scare it's when you get your period for the first time I think. what's happening I'm a boy it's everywhere <laughs> you should definitely see a doctor yeah, terrifying yeah. Yeah. Um, so Hoover gave the order to arrest and raid hundreds of people from these suspected anarchist and communist groups without warrants who the fuck is this guy what? Yeah. who's giving them the authority to do this the, a Mitchell Palmer oh, fuck him and uh, they were called the Palmer Raid <gasps> I've and, heard of that. Yeah. And J. Edgar Hoover's behind this? Yeah. Fuck so you. Palmer ended up taking up the fuck main... Fuck you personally. Why fuck me? Yeah. Fuck because, you, I, because I didn't know this. <laughs> Blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm just giving you the gift of the Crimson Scare. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. So these were called the Palmer Raids, and okay. Palmer ends up taking the main fall for these raids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Hoover was basically the main reason for these raids. Wow. So, it's now uh, 1924. Wow. In the Hoover raids, they would have sucked up a lot of criminals. Tell I you know. <laughs> yep. Tasty. Um, Hoover, who was now... <laughs> <laughs> who was now 29, was appointed by President Calvin he's 29? Coolidge. Yeah, 29. Man. And he's appointed. I feel like a little under-accomplished. Uh, you're a movie star. But imagine how many people I could have jailed by now. Well, imagine how happy you are being openly gay. Well. Compared to this miserable fuck's life. We haven't even talked about that I, yet. Well, it's, there's a lot. Okay, here there's we go. There's a lot of baggage. Here he's we go. his male period and All he's right. not getting laid. <laughs> so, All right, uh, I feel less under-accomplished. <laughs> yeah. So, he would, uh, he wanted that President Calvin Coolidge to be the director of the Bureau of Investigation. This was the pre-FBI. He so was it, appointed to be the director at 29. At 29. Years old. Yep. Like, was he born on a leap year? Uh, 29 no, actual years. 29 actual years. Holy hell. So, he would serve in that position from May 10th, 1924 until June 30th, 1935. Mm-hmm. On July 1st, 1935, he would become the head of the FBI. Oh my god, so his like 37 years at the FBI was preceded by like another 10 years at the the BI. Right. Lord. Yeah, and this was uh, with 10 years of him working there before he worked his way up real quick. God. I have to think that maybe he did a little, <laughs> to get a little higher up. Oh. Yeah. For Co- those at home. Was that, that cocaine? <laughs> no, that was him sucking dick. Ah. And uh, I don't judge if that's how you get your promotion, go to it, but... I'm thinking that might be what helped him. Um, Sounded a little judgy. I'm just sad. (laughs) Can't do it myself. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Listen, anyone listening out there, I will suck dick to put people in jail. I'll do it. (laughs) I will do it. It was essentially the same department, but it became an independent uh, within the Department of Justice. What did? The FBI. Oh, okay. So the Bureau of Investigation became its own, like, branch. Right. He actually used this policy that the FBI would be an independent mm-hmm. to perform a purge of the current agents. Man, um, this always got to be a purge. Yeah, so he basically wanted all those who he thought were there because they were political appointees or unqualified to be removed from the department. Whoa. So, and I, my favorite thing on Wikipedia, he seemingly also fired agents that, quote, he thought looked stupid like truck drivers or those he considered pinheads, uh. end quote. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I could easily see getting drunk on this kind of power. Yeah. I really could. So he, he then also gave agents that were qualified, but he didn't like, career-ending cases and or locations in the nation that uh, that was like being banished. Right. So one guy was named Melvin Purvis. You're out. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> your, your name is what? Melvin Purvis. Get out. Get uh, the fuck out. Oh. But I caught all these criminals. I, I don't... What was your name again? Melvin Purvis. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Who uh, He was great at capturing gang members in the 1930s, mm-hmm. and Hoover didn't like that he was getting so much praise. Mm-hmm. He, Purvis is getting all this like, we love you, Purvis, and Hoover is like the leader, and he's not getting nothing. Wow. So Hoover eventually did push uh, Purvis out. A window. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the act of pushing a person out a window is called? There's an, it's just pushing a person out a window. No, it's a word. Defenestration. Defenestration? Yes. I mean, it sounds kind of like a naughty sex act. Well, <laughs> very naughty, like a criminal. Whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I love it! <laughs> I just can't! <laughs> he died doing what he loved. <laughs> Falling out a window. <laughs> it was his ultimate fantasy. Um, oh, man. He made all the new recruits get uh, background checks, take physical tests, and be interviewed. Okay. Uh, locals. That seems that seems legit. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm totally for that. But yeah. it, but the fact that he purged all these political people from there, right. like now I don't know who he purged, but it just seems kind of like he's looking for his own police force. Yeah. So yeah. be loyal to Again. me. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, where does that, why, why does that sound familiar? Hmm. Hmm. So the locals in the the country didn't really care for the FBI at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, they were wary of the bureau. Mm-hmm. With good cause, local like law enforcement, local you mean? law enforcement, uh-huh. local people okay. like the, the, they, they weren't sure of it yet. Like okay. federal stuff wasn't really loved throughout the whole country. Okay. You know, yeah, normal sure. stuff. Don't tread on me and such. Yeah, you okay. know. So Hoover uh, combated that by praising tons of local law enforcement and by going after gangsters that were wreaking havoc on the Midwest. Oh, in multiple states and whatnot. Right. So, and one such gangster was John Dillinger. Um, he's famous for robbing 24 banks and four police stations. I'm sorry? I didn't know he robbed four police How stations. Do, what do you rob at a police station? I don't Donuts? know. Donuts? What are you after? <laughs> guns, I guess. Maybe guns or the um, the evidence. of Evidence? I want the oh, money. Oh, sure, yeah. Evidence, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, um, yeah. So, uh, Melvin Purvis... A police car? Yeah. Or, when, what is this, a police horse? Maybe yeah, he wants he, a policeman. He, I mean, You're I coming just, with me, Johnny. Point, the police had to ride around horses going, wee 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 So, they didn't have really a lot of equipment you could take. But. Pull your horse over. wee wee <laughs> uh, So, uh... Um, it's really hard to train a horse to say, wee-wee, but... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, that's like how they start. Yeah. yeah. So Melvin Purvis got a tip as to where Who? Melvin Purvis. Ah, oh, fuck out. <laughs> he got a tip as what to What are you doing back here? And for Dillinger, where Dillinger was. And he along with the FBI caught Dillinger. Okay. Uh so that was kind of Hoover wanted that oh. glory and he was like, Hey, the FBI came and saved it today and so he got he got the. He tried to get the credit for that for Dillinger, mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly, mm-hmm. Avis Carpus, Alvin Carpus, um, Alvin. Sorry, is what's written there. But <laughs> Avis Carpus was <laughs> his about cars. I guess was, like even he wanted worse. to lead the Avis Car Company. <laughs> <laughs> Avis Carpus. He he rebuilt. He re- rehabilitated, and then he created Avis. 
<laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. Um, cite us. Uh, so this made the locals around the nation fall in love with the FBI and trust them. And wow. this led to the FBI being given much more power. Ah, endgame. Yep. The gangsters mm. uh, led basically to the BI becoming the FBI. So that, okay. was, that was around, like his 10 years in the BI was when he's doing this. Consolidation yeah, of power yeah, and, like, and becoming expanding the, FBI. the power. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. So, uh, so he's easily he known. He kind of created the FBI. Yeah, he did. Okay. He knew what he wanted. Okay. He had a goal. All right. He was a fast-talking, high-pants-suit-wearing son of a gun. The man about town. Yeah. Yeah. And how. These knees. <laughs> and how. <laughs> Catch me out. <laughs> um, he's easily known as the most famous FBI director. Sure. Name another one, other than Comey. Uh, and Mueller. And, Oh, well, that's that. All right. Uh, uh, he's by far the longest serving one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what, what may have started out as good intentions kind of uh, be, got to get a little bit corrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he learned, uh, we, we learned that he may have abused his powers in the FBI okay. uh, to basically harass politi- political dissenters, All right. uh, collect information on political leaders, okay. uh, maybe break the law and get evidence. For the good of the country, sure. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there were several presidents that may have wanted him gone, but sure. they uh, were afraid to fire him for fear of political backlash. Presidents were afraid of him. Yep. I like him a uh, little more. President Truman is quoted as saying that Hoover was turning the FBI into his own secret police force. And the quote is, we want no Gestapo or secret police. So the FBI is tending in that direction. Jeez. They are dabbling in sex life scandals and plain blackmail. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover would give his right eye to take over, and all congressmen and senators are afraid of him. End wow. quote. Wow. Uh, in fact, Truman uh, apparently created the CIA because Hoover wanted the FBI to be in charge of the CIA. Oh. But he created the CIA so that Hoover couldn't control both. Because if he so had, somebody was doing domestic stuff and somebody's doing international stuff. Yeah. And basically, he wanted to stop Hoover from having ultimate power. All, yeah. Right. The access to every secret that there is. Oh, my Lord. So I, I personally think this corruption really started during the 1930s when he. He uh, started to deny that the American Mafia existed. What? Um, and he did this because he loved horse racing. And he I'm, didn't. What? He loved horse racing. Okay. He loved betting on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he especially loved the horses that could go wee 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 No. That's my horse sound. I know that. <laughs> but over here, I'm teaching horses to actually say wee wee. And you think that they can only do... I think you're, you're thinking too little of the horses. You, you assume too little of their talents. I, I mean, I've seen a horse pee. They have a lot of talent. <laughs> it's scary how much talent they have. Um, so he's even rumored to have sent FBI agents to the racetracks to bet money for him. Okay. Uh, he was way more concerned at this time with capturing Nazis and communists. So he didn't... He, he didn't want to take down the mafia because he he liked horse races in, himself, and that was like mafia run? That's my theory. What a dick. Yeah. So he abused his post to try and weed out all the Nazis in the nation. Again, heart's in the right place, Legit. right? Legit. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah. We don't want Nazis here. Nazis let's, are let's bad people. Get him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where's Purvis? Maybe we need him again. <laughs> Hello. Hi. What, what, who, who are you? I'm Marvin Purvis. Oh, no, no. Get the fuck out again. <laughs> I thought we could handle it, but no, I, I heard it again. And... <laughs> um, but I was so cold. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So basically, he's um, uh, mother purpose about it, <laughs> defending the nation from Nazis, which is a good thing. But the way he's doing it is via wiretapping, which is wrong. Because um, mm. I mean, if we don't have freedom, what's the point? Like, if, if we're being spied on constantly, then we're not living the American dream. Well, um, oh, you know, that's one argument. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, uh, in in. <laughs> 
1946, Attorney jo- General Tom C. Clark mm-hmm. had Hoover uh, make there, a list. No, hold on, hold on. There's a guy who knows where to put the fucking initial in his in his in his name. It's like me, like like Jason T. Gaffney. Yep. So uh, anyway, Tom, in in 1946, Attorney, Attorney General Tom C. Clark did what? He had Hoover make a list of Americans who might be disloyal, so that the president could detain them during any wartime. Whoops. So okay. basically, during the Korean War in 1950, Hoover gave a list to Truman with a plan to suspend habeas corpus okay. of over 12,000 people suspected of being disloyal. Oh, that's like the rights to all your rights. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Truman never enacted the plan, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, Truman and Kennedy both thought about dismissing Hoover as director of the FBI, but were worried about the, the backlash. Those oh were two God. of the presidents. So he wouldn't Disloyalty. Actually... Why, yeah. why, why is lists of disloyal people bad? What, what, what do you mean? Why uh, is it bad? Seem, it doesn't seem like a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're being sarcastic. Sure. I, now I'm with you. Um, so he didn't go. He didn't direct the FBI to go after the mafia until 1957, mm-hmm. when the media posted articles about how the mafia was hiding in plain sight, undisturbed by the police. Huh. So um, he spent the next five years going after them hard to make up for his appearance and restore public image. Okay. And around this time, also in 1956, he went on to form Co-Intel Pro or Counter Intelligence Program. Okay. And he did this because he was annoyed by the SCOTUS ruling that told him that he had to play by the law mm-hmm. and, that, and allow people to have political opinions. Oh, well, yeah, that annoys me, too. Right. So it was preventing him from I going just, after... I can't, like, create programs because of it. Well, I guess I kind of did, actually. Yeah. We created The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. Yes. Which is, which is, which is because we're really annoyed at some some of the political opinions out there. When do we get to, like, arrest people? I, I don't know. I mean, by, by, his, by his calendar, that should have happened almost ten years ago for me now. I know. <laughs> Damn. For the love of it. He was a precocious asshole. You just go to the Eagle and just start arresting people. They'll love it, too. I might. They'll be so into it. Yeah. I'm arresting you tonight. Just wait till the defenestration starts. (laughs) 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 Oh, I can't wait to read those obituaries. Yeah. So, Um, the COINTELPRO, what did it do? Basically, uh, he was prevented from going after communists and other civil rights groups, so Mm -hmm. COINTELPRO was used to go after any group that the FBI considered disruptive. Oh, just to name a few. PBS. Uh, <laughs> yes, PBS. Yeah, Bob Ross. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Right, communist. Uh, Anti-Vietnam War organizers. Sure. Civil rights movement slash Black Panther, Black Power folks. Right. Uh, specifically, MLK Jr. Okay. Feminist organizations. All right. Independence movements. All right. Uh, black-owned bookstores. All right. The whole, like, the whole left. Yeah, basically. And um, then the KKK. And the way right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. So, like, he did, like, not like the people who were Nazis. He didn't like the Nazis or KKK. Yeah, so, so he's we got can all some, agree on this. Yeah, good, good well, on well, you, most Hoover. Of us. Like, <laughs> good on you, Hoover. <laughs> You're against Nazis and the KKK. The bar is low, though. Yeah. From what you've done. Yeah, it is. The bar's getting lower and lower for what we're like, oh, please come to our side. Do you not like Nazis and the KKK? You can be our friend. Yeah. So, COINTELPRO used all sorts of illegal tactics to disrupt these disruptors and activists. They used psychological warfare, such as smear campaigns, forging Mm -hmm. documents, and spreading lies to the media. Mm -hmm. Harassment, wrongful imprisonment, violence, including assassination. What? Yep. The FBI assassinated people? Yep. Okay. So, the idea was that the sub-organization in the FBI would be used to discredit all these movements and their leaders... Uh, in fact, he was legally allowed to wire uh, wiretap MLK Jr.'s phone for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was legal, 
But uh, Hoover decided that he needed to, to keep going after that because they didn't find anything within that month. So oh. he told them, just keep going because they needed to find after stuff the... against MLK Jr. Well, yeah, don't don't cut it. We have. It's running. We're listening. It'd be more work to turn it off. But, uh, but sir, it just seems like that's against the law. Yeah, but we line. have it. And, you know, it's just running. And... I, I mean, I don't know. I was talking to Purvis and yeah, he no. was saying... Oh, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Hoover, or someone at the FBI under Hoover, mm-hmm. actually wrote a personal letter to MLK Jr. that was completely filled with hate and judgment. Like, it, it, this letter was startling. Okay. And uh, I, I'm not going to read all of it because it's so long, but some of the most astounding quotes are, uh, quote, The American public, the church organizations that have been helping Protestant, Catholic, and Jews will know you for what you are, an evil, abnormal beast, so will others who have backed you, you are done. There is only one thing left for you to do. You know what it is. You have just 34 days in which to do. This exact number has been selected for a specific reason. It has a definite uh, practical significance. You are done. There is but one way out for you. You better take it before your filthy, abnormal, fraudulent <clears throat> self is bared to the nation. What? End quote. So basically, they they uh, they wanted MLK Jr. to kill himself. Yeah, um, okay. And they sent this to him. Now, now, there's a lot of typos and corrections and on this, right? Okay. I think that it was written while someone was drunk. Oh. I'm guessing Hoover may have been drunk and pissed off or oh something. Oh, my God. I think they figured out that MLK Jr., I think he was having an affair. I think that's common knowledge now. Okay. And, um, and so they were like, that's immoral. We right. want him dead. Remember when people were like, like, didn't like it when people had affairs? Yeah. I mean, say you were married to, I don't know, a gold digging model and you... Number three. Um, number three. And uh, and then you had an affair with a porn star, say, uh, and then you were also president. And that came out, you know, there was a time when that would be the end of your political career. Right, right and you would resign. Yeah, and it wouldn't be... You would resign, exactly, yeah. because you would have dignity and, uh, yeah. So, uh, they were hoping that he would kill himself before he got the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, my. Uh, but he didn't get the letter until after he got the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, well, God. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So he gets the letter, and MLK is like... Well, I'm hey, not going to kill myself now. Yeah. If I'd gotten this last week, maybe I would have, but now, no. Yeah, so uh, the, the, the other fun thing is there's allegations for in 1940s that started that Hoover was a gay man. Uh, Truman Capote... Transapreeze! Right? <laughs> Truman Capote is reportedly stated saying that he liked to spread the rumor, not because he wanted to find out if it was true, but mm. because he enjoyed pissing off Hoover. I'm a big fan of Truman right yeah. now. Capote, not president. One of my favorite article headlines from ABC News is, uh, it says, quote, J. Edgar Hoover, gay or just a man who has sex with men, end quote. Oh. That's like, literally the headline. I love that, actually, because a man who has sex with men, at that time, right, a man who has sex with men but isn't gay is just like... Like, not enjoying it very much. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, take it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'd, I'd have much more fun if I were pushing you out a window. OJ Edgar, uh, give it to me, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Who's your FBI director? You are... <laughs> <laughs> so these are non-gay <laughs> people but here's the, th- the crazy thing I've actually I've had people tell me that there are certain countries in the world where if you're a top and you don't yeah. bottom yeah. that you're not considered gay yeah and, that's, that's, and to yeah. me I'm like I uh, no well okay you if you if you, you are at least bisexual I mean I guess that's a matter of opinion I don't know I just yeah. I, I identify how you want to identify I just think that like <laughs> if you're fucking another person of the same sex you're, you're, a, you're at least a little gay. On the spectrum. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> the gay spectrum, not the autism spectrum. <laughs> to be fair. You can do fantastic just algebra <laughs> just by looking at a book. Um, oh, man. You can draw an entire city from memory. Yeah. Uh, so the rumor gained traction uh, because of the fact that he was still living with his mother into his late 40s uh, and that his primary heir was Clyde Tolson, who was an associate director at the FBI. Oh, okay. Uh, there's speculation that they were lovers. Oh. They worked together very closely. Very closely. Yeah. They ate most of their meals together, mm. wore matching suits. What? Uh, yep. Matching suits. Okay. And I have thoughts about this. I, I Yeah. I don't like matching suits. Why not? I... If it's not your wedding, well, don't I, match the suits. We don't have, well, true, but we, we, we don't have matching suits in the gay world anymore, but what we do have is, like, bro couples, right? right. Have you seen these things where, like, the both oh, of the, the guys, yeah, the both of the guys look exactly like each other, and it's yeah. just like, you just, you're just fucking yourself. Yeah. Like, that is distressing. Yeah. It's distressing just from the outside. Mirror. Get a mirror and a sex doll. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, I guess, I, if that's what you want, but I mean, yeah. it's like, ooh. Apparently, you just need to clone yourself. Right. Find your love, whoever it may be. Find your love. <laughs> Find your brother love. People, go follow your dreams. Brother wives. <laughs> um, they went to horse races together. I mean, now oh, we're getting serious. Oh, J. Edgar and Clyde. Clyde Tolson. Well, Clyde was Clydesdale. He was hung like a Clydesdale. Oh. Yeah. They also went on vacations and stayed in the same hotel suites together. Well, they're just saving money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same bed, probably. Well, yeah, because that's all that was left. There was only one smoking room left, yeah. and it was a king. Well, and they're being economical. Only one set of sheets to wash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, environmentally friendly. Exactly. They were they were green before that was even a thing. So, as you may have guessed, in his lifetime, being an openly gay man was not something you could have been. Well, sure. So, uh, in in fact, during the second Red Scare. Oh, okay. Uh, an event led by U.S. Senator McCarthy. <laughs> Red Scare of the sequel. This time it's personal. <laughs> this, this time it's it's a geyser. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's everywhere. Oh, my Lord. Uh, it was to, to find all the communists and weed them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, there was the lavender scare. Oh. Because uh, sure. the idea was that communists and gay people had banded up together. Well, because communists still true today. Were, <laughs> communists basically were blackmailing gay people, uh, LGBT people, right, uh, to keep them from finding out other people from finding out they're they're gay. Okay, yeah, well, um, yeah, and so they're giving the communists you information that. that they need. Sure. <laughs> well, I would love what's what's what, what what is the like the logic behind that? The the communists are telling the gay people what they're doing, and the gay people are telling the communists what they're doing. Like, why would those two groups share information? <laughs> I, I don't know. They just, I, I, what? Unless what? they're all just one big gay commie family. One, yeah, well, yeah, but then they'll only know what their own doing, the, what they are doing. I, I don't understand. Like, what's their yeah. really? Those are weird potlucks. I can just totally see it. Like, and then I went to his house, and I put it in him. Oh, that's a good secret. I <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, my secret is I'm gay. My secret is I'm a communist. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, see you Sunday. What, what is that? <laughs> like, that's their that's their big thing. I'll bring the Borscht. <laughs> um, I'll bring the Truman Capote short story. <laughs> anyway, and his shorts. <laughs> so basically, Dwight D. Eisenhower signed an executive order on April 29th, nineteen fifty three, that barred homosexuals from federal jobs. Yeah. Uh, basically, they uh, the reason was they didn't want gay people to have jobs and be compromised and then get... Blackmailable. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the way that's sad. I know, and what's even more sad is the way they found out who was gay because Mm -hmm. there's no fucking test other than someone saying, "Hey, I'm gay." Um, There's one. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, I guess if you you take someone home and fuck them silly, that's the test. Yeah, you passed. (laughs) (laughs) If they lay there and are just like, "Oh yeah, Mm. give it to me," he has sex with men, but he's not gay about it. Yeah, so I don't think he's gay. No. He's not very tight, though. <laughs> so I'm assuming it happens a lot. <laughs> so, he's not gay. He's going through the motions. I wouldn't call him blithe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the way they found out who was gay was by similar to the Red Scare. Mm-hmm. It was basically through association, okay. speculation, and uncorroborated rumors. So I, that I, that I, sounds legit. That's I love fine. the idea that like if you're friends with gay Merle, mm-hmm. like then you're gay. Yeah. Like, don't be friends with Gay Merle because then you're going to end up being gay. Yeah, absolutely. And it gay, rubs off on you. Gay Merle's like, hey guys, what are we doing today? We're hanging out with Purvis. No, get the fuck out! <laughs> Purvis was gay. But he probably was. Mm-hmm. And he probably rejected Hoover. Mm-hmm. And so Hoover got mad. All right, you heard it here, folks. Yep. So here's the thing. I think that the cross-dressing chapter of Hoover comes from this. Oh, yeah. We, we, that's the other thing we know about Hoover, that yeah, he's cross-dressed. So, so I guess a lot of people say he didn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. Well, it's not. It's not a known thing for sure. Uh, there's a lot of arguments in both sides. Okay. Well, so my, the arguments for it would be that when you it feels so good, if you dress up, <laughs> What's the argument for it. Well, yeah. The argument for it is: Have you even felt cashmere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silk on my drawers. <laughs> It's so smooth. So, what's the argument against? Well, no, like, I, I think the argument for is like it's like kind of like in the movie The Birdcage when they had to escape from mm-hmm. the club and they didn't want the reporters to uh-huh. know they were there. They got dressed up so nobody could recognize. Great them. movie. So my guess is like he did that so he could go out and be with his fellow brethren without getting caught. Maybe. Oh, he did it in public as a disguise. Maybe. Oh, interesting. Um, the other the other possibility is that like it was just a smear campaign used from the other side to get back at him for what. He he was doing yeah because there were people that knew he was gay mm. they confirm it like even ethel merman was like yeah everyone knew that there were gay people in the fbi and he was the best fbi director we ever had wow it's like things like that and there was like a model who was in a limo with him and tolson they were holding hands like like there was stuff and he was really good about keeping it out of the public eye because mm-hmm. he didn't want to get well yeah it's like Kind of, you know, because he's one of the most powerful men in the world. Well, okay. and you're getting immediately fired. I mean, that, that's right. like a Nazi that finds out he's Jewish is going to be like, I'm not telling anybody. Well, you I'm know, I'm not going to mention it to uh, Herr Führer. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to let that one go. Yeah. So it's <laughs> Purvis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so it wouldn't surprise me either way. Uh, but the, the, he, you know, he he. There was a New York Times article that even said, like, the only reason he wasn't in the suspicious, quote, sex deviate spy, uh, end quote, files mm-hmm. is because of, uh, with the rumors of him and Clyde Tolson, is because of how powerful he was. Also, he, like, like he was he, in charge He of was it. the author of the files. Right. You know, like, he could collate, he collated himself right out of them. Yeah, he's like, oh, who's this one? Oh, this one. Oh, I, we lost that one. Yeah. Oh, my. Tolson, who? <laughs> uh, so the lavender scare drove uh, many good people further into the closet, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yes. Uh, later in his career, he actually handled the assassination of um, Kennedy investigation. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and, and later we found out in 1979, Senator Richard uh, Schweiker, Schweiker mm-hmm. uh, reopened the investigation into the assassination and found out that Hoover was not willing to investigate uh, in depth the idea that it might have been a conspiracy from the government hmm. uh, and that the FBI, the FBI didn't share its findings with other agencies. Wow. So... Um, so there's a little bit of like, was he involved in that? Like mm-hmm. he didn't like Kennedy, and Kennedy didn't like him. Okay. So you know, the, uh, one year also before his death, uh, COINTELPRO okay. was revealed to the public and their their policies and what they did. Right. Uh, there was a public outcry, but even then he wasn't ousted. Um, he could like he was the, he was Teflon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it basically was a death that stopped his career. He right. That's just the only going. thing. Yeah. Sure. So uh, we need to get a semi truck in here, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, he's just like, oh, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> um, so in 19- Wow, he could take a semi-truck. A semi-truck <laughs> filled it? with men. Wow, yeah. we're starting new rumors. He's doing a spit roasting for everyone. <laughs> Make me a piggy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so in 1975, a few years after his death, uh, the church committee, it's named after a guy named Church, not sure. for... Church sure. reasons investigated COINTELPRO and found out most of what they did was completely unconstitutional. Uh, spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hoover, before he died, had one last kind of hurrah though with Nixon. Oh, um, that's he, the last hurrah you want to have. Yeah, I know that's right? how you want to go out. Uh, here's a quote from NPR's article on Hoover: uh, "Quote, it was deep." Oh dear! It was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> okay. It was based on mutual respect and de- dependency, and this then is Hoover and Nixon. Hoover and okay. Nixon, and then it broke down during the last year and a half of Hoover's life, Aww. around the time that Nixon turns on the White House tapes and starts bugging itself. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Nixon wants his enemies destroyed, all of them. Hmm. Hoover is no longer willing to do his dirty work for him. His uh, black bag jobs, his breaking and entering, his bugging. So I guess Hoover did that for Nixon. Wow. Um, Nixon becomes increasingly frustrated with this and sets up his own bucket shop, the plumbers. Uh, Six weeks after Hoover dies, they get caught breaking into Watergate because they didn't have decades of experience breaking into stuff. We're saying if like the if if the relationship between Hoover and Nixon hadn't uh, like soured, we might not know about Nixon. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, in fact, with the help of Nixon, back when they were friends... This just makes me wonder what kind of shit they did that we'll never know. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, in fact, with the help of Nixon, he took the agency that he started with uh, 650 employees and 441 special agents in uh, 1924 to 10,000 agents in 1970. That's Boy. how much power he gained. Wow. So... Now we come to the bright side. Hey! Yay. Hoover's dead. We've come to the bright side. I don't think that's part of it, but maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bright side is... All right. We, um, we're going we're gonna to dig in. We're going to find out what good came of this human tragedy, J. Edgar Hoover. Purvis got his job back. And then was immediately fired. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, Purvis. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. Fuck him. Uh, so... Hoover's greatest triumphs are listed as expanding the fingerprint files and creating the FBI laboratory, which was used to help the FBI study evidence found by the FBI agents. Okay, so... so he helped law enforcement with, with actual criminals. All right, so he did a lot of bad shit, right? But he also but did some good stuff. Le- the, the FBI is also the premier, like, federal law enforcement agency. Well, the only one, really. Right. Or not the only one, but, like, the best. Right. Right. Uh, as much as certain presidents like to denigrate his own intelligence <laughs> and yeah. uh, law enforcement services, uh, um, the FBI has stopped 
hundreds of criminals, has has found hundreds of criminals, has has like prosecuted and has you know At punished mafia thousands of people, gangsters, yeah, who needed it real yeah. bad. And in addition to that, Watergate plus. Uh, what the public learned about COINTELPRO and Hoover's mm-hmm. abuses of powers led to Congress putting a a single 10-year limit term on the FBI director's position. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to have the FBI director be able to last for longer than like four years or five years and then five right, years. Because so they weren't running for office. Never running They're for just office, but also like not really beholden to one president. a president. You could go through an entire presidential term of a president that you were never even appointed by. Right. Right. And... Um, and that can be extended by Congress, can't it? Yeah, it can, for in extreme cases, Mueller is the only example of that happening. He was extended for an additional two years. Okay. Um, yeah, but Robert Mueller was has he, has been the only other uh, director since then since Hoover that's gone longer than ten years. Is yeah. what we're saying. Okay. Correct. And told so him, his like situation was so like tragic that they're right. like, well, we're not doing that again. Right. Like, we, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we know what it's like to have one guy have too much power. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, so there are some bright sides there in the fact that, like, he did bring the FBI into existence, mm-hmm. and it, do- it does do good, and yeah. we finally figured out how to run the FBI so it's not run in a dictatorship way. Yeah. And, you know, so... I think that, yeah, I mean, that's 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 really solid stuff, because I didn't even realize he invented, basically, the FBI. He created the thing. Right. And I have a huge amount of respect for the FBI. Right. Like... Which I think has weirdly become like a left position, like a liberal position. Is like I respect the FBI. Yeah, it used which to be odd. the other way around. Could have been nonpartisan. Yeah, yeah, it used to be the other way around. Exactly. And uh, and but now it's, it's another way that we've just completely upended ourselves <laughs> as a nation. Yeah, no, like no, there's... but it's a witch hunt though. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's what I love. Is that it's like everyone keeps saying it's a liberal witch hunt, and I'm like, no, the people doing it are Republicans. But that's not the FBI. That's the that's the Justice Department separate from the FBI. Well, that's a special investigation, right? Right. Which is kind of t- connected to the FBI, right? Run by a former head of the FBI, who is right. the second longest server serving director of the FBI after our lovely J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Well, I'm not personally sorry to see him go. And well, let's and as we're, if we're if we're talking about the bright side, let's also never forget uh, his his crucial. Uh, contribution to one of the great movies, Clue. Clue. Yes, I exactly. love Clue. Jagger Hoover pops up in Clue left and right. Yes, he yeah. does. He's uh, on the phone. Why know? should he be on my phone? Yeah. Why is he on your phone? He's on everybody else's. <laughs> I love that. That's a good line. Uh, it's a good line, oh, and so. it's a good movie. Thanks, J. Edgar, for that. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you, thank you, Jason T. Gaffney, for this. Yeah, thank you. For I'm not going to start calling you T. Jason Gaffney. No, nope. nope. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Thanks. This has been Kevin Held and T. Jason Gaffney. Nope. With the bright side, with uh, Kevin and Jason. All right, Philip. <laughs> I'm going to be T. Kevin Held. <laughs> Kevin Held. Uh, all right, fine. We're going back to Jason T. <laughs> you win. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightsideKandJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright bright side. side.